They say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, but you need more than wit to stake your claim in the animal kingdom. The ocean is a vast place, so you wouldn't think that finding a place to live would be hard. But in a coral reef, there are so many animals vying for space that real estate comes at a premium. The sarcastic fringe head is the ogre of the ocean, vehemently defending its home with a mouth straight out of a sci-fi horror movie where it greets others with a brotherly kiss. But being a grouchy homebody is how this fish survives here in life, death and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie himself on YouTube or Spotify. I mumbled that a little. Cassie? Cassie Michelle. Cassie Michelle. And a thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to... Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Richard Kaspar, Lottie and Aubrey, thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today, yeah, we're talking about a really beautiful animal, but more on that later. Do I sense sarcasm in your voice? You might have. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about the sarcastic fringe head. Which yeah. is a fish. It's a fish. <laughs> so this is this is, this is a this is a fan of that like cult classic John Noble show from like the early two thousands who just who says like yeah, I really like fringe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure they call themselves fr- they call themselves fringe heads. Um, I watched that entire show. I uh, I don't know why I couldn't get into it. I like John Noble. Um, I'm sure I would like it. It's kind of like the X Files. I tried to get into the X Files, but it just didn't click with me. But maybe if maybe yeah. it's like Cheez Its. If you just eat enough of them, it starts to taste good. Yeah. I never. I, I'm in the same boat with the X Files. I liked it a little bit, but I couldn't. I couldn't keep keep it going. But guess who has not seen the X Files or Fringe? The sarcastic Fringe head, because <laughs> it's a fish. Um, unless you keep it, one of them in a tank, in front of your TV. Uh, but we're gonna call it here: Sea Shrek, the uh, coral curmudgeon. And the snarky snogger. And I am proud to announce that I smelled. I smelled. I spelled curmudgeon correctly. The <laughs> first the first try. I typed it out and grammarly did not underline it. And I was like, oh, I'm so far off. It doesn't even know what to suggest. Uh, but then I was like, oh, no, I, I got it right. Um. So there, I'm a, I'll slap that on my CV. <laughs> um, but yeah, why don't you uh, 
taxonomizes, Captain. Curmudgeon is like... It was a bold move to go see first. <laughs> I, there's a lot of ways that that could that can be spelled, and I don't know why uh, I went the way I did, but it just felt natural, and and I was ended up being correct. C U R M U D G E O N. The f- you could go wrong in the first two letters. First single letter. It could be a K-E-R. That's what I mean. First letter, you could go wrong. The second (laughs) letter, you could go wrong. The fourth uh, letter, the third letter is a a safe space. Yeah. No, that's an (laughs) R. This R is my safe space. There's no other way to to pronounce that sound or to write out that sound. (laughs) M is pretty good. Yeah, it's it worked out. All right. Let's taxonomize this. It's in the kingdom you know, love, and are, are in uh, the kingdom of Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. The class is Actinoptergy. It's a fish. A bony fish. The, the order is Bleniformes. Blenny. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Blenny. Which, if you look at other Blennies, it doesn't look anything like this. Except for one detail, which is eyeballs. Uh, the family is Canop. Sidae or Chainopsidae? I think it's ah, Canopsidae. Yeah, like chemical. I'm go with that. Well, but it's C H A, like character, but also chamber, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the genus is Neoclinus. Neoclinus. And then the species um, is Blan- Blanchardi. I'm assuming that's a person's name. Blanchard. Blanchard. Blanchardi. Neoclinus Blanchardi. Well, let's put that theory to the test in my favorite part of the show, Nitty Gritty Nomenclature. Part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that's what is the binomial nomenclature translated into English? So, we have Neoclinus Blanchardi. Does that mean A, white new clinic? B, Blanchard's new slope? C, flat new saliva? Or D, new white line? So this is your opportunity to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I'm going to say Blanchard's White Clinic or whatever you said. <laughs> Blanchard's New Slope. That's it. Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Darn it. I thought I thought that uh, White would, uh, like Blanca, uh, being the, like, being the, uh, the Latin root for that would throw you off but you immediately identified it as someone's name (laughs) i don't know why i did not even think about that that's part of the that's part of my setup for this game is i have to like look at this and be like what would i immediately try to parse this out as maybe i absorbed it right on the wikipedia page it says the specific honors Specific name honors Dr. S. B. Blanchard. 
Nah. Maybe I absorbed that. Maybe I should have just done the Neoclinus. means Biology new analysis. slope. What a... Like, why? <laughs> Would you like to know what it looks like? Sure. The sarcastic fringe head has a large head that is mostly mouth with bulging top set eyes. They have uh, long bodies adorned with a mohawk style dorsal fin that runs all the way to their tail. They also have a large fan shaped pectoral fin or they have two of them actually that lay flat against their sides or stick out like Dumbo. It'd be funny if you just had one because then he could only turn left. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure that happens, like Nemo. Um, and <laughs> guess what? They're brown. They're brown fish. The brownest in the verse. Um, but that brings us to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show that's introduced... When we... Pre- this is the, sh- the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms to a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also a part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio yourself saying singing... Or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. So, and there's really no cartoon character that is a fringe head that I know of. But so there are I, cartoon characters with the same disposition as this fringe head. Oh, are there? Let's hear from one of them. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Everyone on Sesame Street is always talking about love. Yuck. But now it's time for me to tell you what Oscar the Grouch loves. The thing that Grouches love best of all. Oh, I love trash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was secretly hoping that you would pick Oscar the Grouch because I cannot for the life of me remember what Oscar the Grouch sounds like. Uh, So I was like, oh... And needed that lockdown memory lane. Uh, yeah, I saw that you put that in the notes. That he was a, this fish has something to do with Oscar the Grouch, so we'll Wait, find out. Uh, yes, a belligerent curmudgeon. Um, which is let's what talk. O- Oscar the Grouch is. And, anyway, he go loves ahead. trash. Um, let's talk about width. They're 30 centimeters or 12 inches. How nice of this fish to be exactly mm-hmm. a foot long and only $5. How many fringe heads go into the <laughs> Rolls Royce Phantom eight EWB? I think EWB is extended wheelbase, which means it's longer than normal. And here's mm, a it's hint. one of those. It's, uh, it's like, uh, Hitler's parade car or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Here's a hint. The Rolls the Rolls Royce Phantom 8 is a ultra ultra luxury car that's de- that they de- I, I they debuted is such a hard word to read. Debuted? Debuted in 2017. It sells for over 500,000 with custom models selling for over a million. It looks like a Batman McDonald's toy Joker car. 
or like uh, the mask car. Man, the mask is one of those movies that I missed out on and I don't think there's any going back. Jim Carrey movies in general, like Jim, I, I watched a clip of, uh, from, uh, pet detective, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. He's insufferable. I, <laughs> I, I liked that movie back in the day. Me too. Both of them. But I have not seen it in a while. I still like The Grinch, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Rolls Royce is one of those luxury cars I just have not seen in real life very many times. <laughs> like I've seen, especially living in South Florida, like Bugattis and Maseratis and Lamborghinis and very nice exotic cars, but not really Rolls Royces. I'm going to go with... So 20. That was easy. <laughs> Final answer. I mean, what did, why did I even type that into my calculator? I mean, I don't use a calculator. I do all this math in my head down to the decibel. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop accusing me of anything. 20. <laughs> the correct answer is 19.6 fringe heads. Yeah. The Rolls Royce is 235.8 inches or... 5.9 meters. 20 feet. Rounded up. <laughs> wow. Uh, Perfect. That's a, a plus. Yeah. Uh, let's nice. see if you get, get uh, the same level of I, success when we talk about I, depth. I was actually imagining the Rolls Royce that... Um, I can't remember what the bad guy's name was. The in the in the the Last Crusade, um, the main bad guy gives a Rolls Royce, trades it to like the king of this, of like Jordan or whatever, wherever they are, um, in exchange for tanks or whatever he needs to go find the the Holy Grail. Uh, and so like he spends a lot of time looking at this very nice car from the 40s or whatever. So I was like, that's my, that's all I got. It is the, uh, for some reason, it's the big band jazz of cars to me. But those two things come from very different places. So I don't know what you're talking about. This car looks like jazz. <laughs> Uh, it looks uh, sporadic and no, like and, uh, big band. It looks like a lot of like a lot of brass. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, let's talk about depth. They're between th they they live between three and seventy three meters, or ten to two hundred and forty feet. How many of the max depths of Lake Okeechobee go into the living depth? Of the sarcastic French head. Hmm. Lake Okeechobee is not a very deep lake. Here's a hint. Lake Okeechobee is the second largest natural freshwater lake in the contiguous U.S. after Lake Michigan. I don't know what that means and why <laughs> are the other Great Lakes not bigger or are uh, they not I, in the contiguous? Probably the second thing. Yeah, they're definitely bigger. Uh, 
So, but why is Lake Michigan? It just must, those must not be technically in the United States. Whatever. I have to, I'd have to look at the map. I don't, I don't know if Lake Michigan is completely enveloped by the United States where all the other ones share a, a lot of their shoreline with Canada. Maybe that's the case. I don't really remember. But oh, Lake. yeah. Lake Michigan is completely inside the United States. Okay. There you go. And the rest of the lakes are cut in half. Where the U.S. is on one side and Canada's on the other. Well said. Well said. Uh, in, 20, in 1926... Lake Okeechobee was hit by a hurricane that killed 300 people. And just two years later, the Okeechobee hurricane of 1928 killed thousands more, making it the fourth deadliest hurricane in United States history. I'm going to say six. Six Okeechobee deaths go into the depth of the sarcastic fringe head or the max depth. Final answer. Yes. The correct answer is 20. Ooh. I was going to say that Okeechobee was 40 feet deep at its... It's 12 at its deepest. Wow. that is, And it's like 9 is. on average. You could almost stand if you were 10 if feet tall. If you were tall. insanely tall. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been to a pool that has, that's 9 feet deep, it's like there, here there be monsters. um but yeah i did not know that such a large lake was i guess it makes sense florida's very flat unless it was some giant sinkhole it would be shallow it's basically lake lyernia (laughs) just a big puddle yeah it's the seven mile puddle um all right yeah so there's some Florida trivia for you. Uh, would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the major fact? Show. Show. Man, we're, we're cooking with steam. We might actually be done by th- in 30 minutes for once. We should be cooking with gas. That would be much more efficient. No, we're talking about... Diesel. Diesel to overtake <laughs> steam. We're running on heart. That's what we're running on. What is this, Kingdom uh, Hearts? Yeah, We're running on friendship and light or, and <laughs> and or that one guy from uh, Captain Planet. Ah, yes. Fringe heads are found off the Pacific coast of North America, around rocks and coral reefs. Females lay eggs in rock crevice, crevi- crevices and sometimes in shells, but they may also occupy man-made objects like cans. So, you know, our pollution's not not that bad for them. <laughs> they can live in a can, a Coke they can. Figured it, they figured it out. It, it's adapt or die, right? So throw yeah. your cans in the ocean to see which fish are going to make turn it into your home. I think we they were doing an experiment in Florida where they would, um, like, tie old tires down to act as, like, uh, to seed coral reefs. Like to give like coral reef polyps something to grab onto and make new coral reefs. 
They 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 intentionally scuttle boats for that. They what? They intentionally scuttle boats off of the coast of Florida to create coral reefs. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can go and dive them. It's not like there was a shipwreck or anything like that. It's just like, oh, this is an out of commission boat that we scuttled so that you can so that stuff can grow in it and it's not just the sand at the bottom where nothing can grow. Uh, uh, male French heads guard the eggs once they're laid. So they're not just grouches. They're good dads. French heads have two frills on each side of their mouth. that can open up like it's trying to imita- intimidate Newman. And I tried to find yeah. like an anatomy of this. Was it like uh, bones or cartilage? But it looks like there's two bones or something like a bat wing that uh, a muscle opens out and then there's like a bat wing type membrane that makes their mouth look huge. I was trying to think of a... I have not seen a lot of Seinfeld, but I was like, does Kramer... Does he how does he try to intimidate Newman using <laughs> what is, I no it's the it's not Newman it's um yeah it's uh Wayne Knight Yeah Wayne Knight's character in Jurassic Park whose name is escaping me Nedry Dennis Nedry thank you I knew all <laughs> the names I didn't have to be this wrong <laughs> <laughs> And you led me on a wild goose chase Yeah uh, they eat crabs and fish that, that pretty much anything that they can get their mouth around, but they love to munch on squid during the squid spawning season. That's like the buffet times. But that's all I got for that. Do you have any big facts? I sure do. So uh, this major fact is, what are you doing in my swamp? I did call it a sea Shrek for a reason. Shrek is known for being a farting onion who just wants to live a donkey-free life in his swamp, as do we all. But the uh, sarcastic fringe head is one such onion. While some animals can be called gregarious, uh, that's not the case for the sarcastic fringe head. Um, anything with the word sarcastic in front of its name, I don't think gregarious also works as well. <laughs> you imagine this fish with a t-shirt that says, uh, I am fluent in English and sarcasm. Mm. <laughs> I know you haven't heard the intro yet since we're just recording this, but I start off with, they say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. <laughs> and uh, it's an interesting take. I think if sarcasm is employed well uh, and sparingly, it can be Futurama. It, it, it can be uh, it can be funny. It can be poignant. Um, but I think if you just if all you do is you're just sar- sarcastic about everything and nobody takes you seriously, then it's not like you're putting a lot of work into it. Anyway, um, sarcastic actually comes comes from the Greek sarcasian, sarcasian, which means to tear flesh. Um, so it's a reference to their behavior, the way that, you know, what we're about to talk about, but, um, 
They're just an interesting etymology of the word sarcastic. And an odd word for being ironic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people hate hate that form of witticism so much. It's like tearing my ears. Yeah, it's like puns, like that physically hurt. They like, oh, that pun physically hurt me. Um, it, so it's just the top shelf. It's just a bunch of top shelf millennials, you know. <laughs> these these Greeks <laughs> came up with that. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so. Once, so like as you mentioned, the sarcastic fringe head likes to live in all all kinds of places, anywhere where it can fit, really. Um, and once it sets up shop in a small alcove or a shell or a discarded can of Campbell's chunky pub style chicken pot pie soup, that shop can be subject to border disputes. And there are a lot of animals in a typical reef, like it's just absolutely teeming with life. Uh, from fish to crustaceans to cephalopods, and they can all find themselves in sovereign territory or sovereign air, water, water space, I suppose <laughs> is the word, uh, either in intentionally or unintentionally. And when the, sar the sarcastic fringe head finds an invader, uh, he will uh, harass it relentlessly until it leaves. Not really like killing things, but just like mobbing behavior pretty much um the reason is because many of these animals like cephalopods uh eat the same food the crustaceans and mollusks that the fringe head eats so this is eliminating competition for food um and plus the ladies love a homeowner i mean the, the it's a part of their sexual selection um females will go will be more likely to mate with males that have a uh, have an, an established domicile in this economy. It makes sense. Yeah. You, so basically you just have to squat and fight off anyone who tries to challenge you. <laughs> it's, um, it's what it's a, a Falcon in the winter soldier. Yeah. Um, playing out right before our eyes in nature. Um, but this changes if the invader is another fringe head. Then, like, a standoff, an epic rap battle ensues. So, as you mentioned, they have these enormous mouth flaps. I mean, it looks like the predator, if it could peel its whole face back instead of just its mouth. Or, like, the demigorgon, is it, like, its face blooms with all of these, like petals um it looks like it's just got this folded up kite for a mouth that it just extends in this in this triangle it's it's huge uh compared to its body and they'll so they'll open their their mouths like this and then in a display of territorial aggression and then they'll mash them together they'll just kind of like run into each other with these open mouths uh and they will try to intimidate slash push their opponent out of the zone um but eventually the larger fish whichever one is has the bigger mouth will be able to close its mouth around the smaller one establishing dominance and effectively winning the battle uh and the control of the area 
So it's like they size each other up like the MMA fighters at a press conference where they get like really close to each other's faces. Yeah, and they're faces. basically kissing. Yeah, and then the, the big boy gets a, gives it like a, a confident smooch and then walks away with the loser's house and probably his girlfriend. You know how that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's pretty much what's happening here. Um, unfortunately, having these just ridiculously sized mouths um, and also ridiculous, like oddly structured mouths um, makes it impossible for them to suction feed like other blennies, um, which have smaller mouths where they can use um, buccal or buckle uh, pumping to basically like vacuum suck, uh, you know, small crustaceans and mollusks off the off the uh, the ocean floor. So they actually have to like pounce and, and grab things um, and outspeed. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to find food. But ultimately, researchers have come to the conclusion that for the sarcastic fringe head, for at least females, it is more important that they have a place to find food rather th th than have the ability to catch it more easily. If you know what I'm saying? Because having a, having a place to live means you, you control a certain portion of the, of the ocean floor. Anything that comes into that territory is yours for the taking so it's better to it's a it's a bird in the hand two in the bush kind of thing um but yeah that's the that's the sarcastic fringe head uh it is not uh, as ironic as you might think it does uh not um wear my little pony t-shirts as a full-grown man um it is it is not ironic that way it it's is ironic um, in that it tears flesh it is, is ironic that instead it uh yeah <laughs> tears the flesh off your bones but it actually doesn't You'd think do that. it wouldn't <laughs> it well it doesn't really That's even do that because it doesn't when it when it fights off uh competition it just harasses them until they leave. And when it fights off uh, other sarcastic fringe heads, it's just whoever can get the biggest smooch in. It's not like they kill each other. <laughs> so it, it chooses love, not war, if you think about it that way. Yeah. Um, but it's more like a Glasgow kiss than anything else, than a, than a real one. <laughs> um, if you know what I mean. Heard the term. I know it means violence. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a headbutt, <laughs> if, I, if I remember right. Um, that's how the Scottish. That, that's a Scottish kiss. It's just headbutting someone. Um, so, but yeah, yes. that's the sarcastic fringe head. That's Blanchard's new slope. <laughs> um, do you got anything else? That's all I got. All right, so for you out there in Podcastia, find your home, defend your swamp, and definitely attack your neighbors. <laughs> he said sarcastically, like the sarcastic fringe head here in life, death, and taxonomy.
Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> it sounded like a bad message at the end, but it wasn't.